Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talks with Cheese. I'm your host, Cheese, aka Adrian. And my guest here with me is Trevor Neely. Trevor, how you doing, man? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing. I'm uh, good myself as well. So with Trevor here, just like Webby, like um, which I had two episodes ago. I have known Trevor since middle school. Like uh, just like Webby, he's only a grade older than me. Once again, he's like literally in the same group of friends. Like he's friends with Alec, Jared. Webby, and just many more. All the boys. Heck yeah. And Trevor here is a sales associate at Right Way Audit Sales up in Elkhart, Indiana. And recently, he was rewarded second place for top volume salesperson in most Google slash Facebook reviews as a salesperson out of 53 stores. Trevor, congratulations. And thank you for coming on. Hey, I appreciate it. Pleasure being on here as well. It's an honor being asked to jump on the podcast with the boys. Of course, man. And I just want you on since, like, you know, I feel like I can learn about, like, certain things about, like, what makes you a good salesperson. Because, like, I actually majored in sales when oh. back when I was in Purdue. Okay. So, Trevor, dude, take us through from what you did straight out of high school to all the way prior to landing this, the sales associate position at Rightway. Well, that is a long process, let me tell you. There's a lot of ups and downs uh, prior to getting to the sales. Um, obviously after high school, I didn't play sports or anything like that in college. Um, obviously I wish I would have, cause that would have been, as you graduate and get older, you see how much cooler it would have been playing in sports, but that did, that wasn't the case. So I went to college at IPFW. That's now PFW. Um, I was doing business management. Um, but I didn't end up staying in that very long. Uh, kind of did the first semester and, you know, kind of party didn't really know what direction I was going so I wasn't taking it as serious as I could have so after that you know I went over to uh, Ivy Tech for a little bit and was kind of still trying to do the business thing because I thought that's what I was supposed to do was get a business degree because I like to talk to people I like to kind of have a like to you know just have a good time uh, make conversation it's just something that I like to do and then from there I ended up getting a job at Zimmer, so I did the production thing at Zimmer for a little bit. My dad's worked there for over 20 years, um, so I just kind of was like, mm, maybe I'll try this, maybe I'll like it, so I did the polishing thing. Didn't really end up liking that. I did ended up going in robotic finish, which was like knees, prosthetic knees. I uh, was kind of tearing my hands up a little bit, didn't really like that, so then I kind of went into serving. Uh, long story short, from the serving thing, I actually worked at the Dam Landing in Rochester. I actually love doing that because... The interactions with people, pretty much? Yeah, for sure. Interactions with people, get people going, get them excited. The whole point is, obviously, you want to get the bill higher, get them drinking, because then you get bigger tips. So it's kind of the similar with sales, is obviously you want to push the product. Um, not force it on people, obviously, because you know nobody likes a pushy person. Um, they kind of want to make their own decisions, so that's kind of how I from there I actually met um, the guy who's the regional assistant at Rightway is Zach um, and he actually used to hang out with my older brother Tad so he had came into the dam Um, I'd actually been thinking about car sales for a little bit hadn't transitioned or hadn't tried it yet at that point because like I said I was kind of liking the serving it was something that I enjoyed but I talked to him and he kind of was like hey you know if you want you know he got me an interview set up and then from there obviously here we are but it took a long time to get from when I first start started to where I am now because there's just so many different things that go into it. It's not just, you know, obviously it's all about a process, follow the process to the T, but it's getting in that groove, learning the process, and kind of going from there. But that was a lot of it, how I ended up getting to that location and stuff like that because he had recommended that I go up to the Elkhart store. Um, obviously, like you said, there's 53 stores um, and more, more and more are continuing to open. We're actually going to have one open here in Kentucky here soon. Um, so I, all, all of them so far in Indiana or what other states? Yeah, so uh, they're pretty much all over right now. We're continuing to go more south right now. Um, I actually don't know all the states off the top of my head right now, but just some of the ones in the area, obviously Indiana. We're based out of Michigan. So from Michigan, we've kind of been okay. going more south. So Indiana, um, Ohio, Wisconsin, and pretty much, um, like you said, it's going to expand more and more, to, right. which is for the better for you. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a lot of it, too, is there's there's a lot of opportunity with this company, right? So obviously, as stores continue to open, more positions need to be filled. So if my goal is to learn as much as I can, move up as quickly as I can. 
because I don't want to work for somebody else forever. I'd like to eventually have my own have my own either business or other sources of income where I don't have to report to somebody else and I can report to myself. So that's obviously the end goal for me. But right now you're just getting the experience, right? And just keep learning yeah. pretty much. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of it is not becoming content with yourself. Um, so that way I can continue to be the best I can in my profession. Right. So before uh, we talk about more in depth about, you know, your role at Right Way, right? Right. So I want to ask you, what do you think, where do you think you got your social skills at, you know? <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> this is like one of those things whether you have it or not. To be, yeah. To, yeah. To be a good like salesperson I mean, in general. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I've worked with people who say they're introverts or, you know, or if, yeah, I mean, it really just depends because you can be an introvert and you can kind of make yourself talk to people like, you know, I don't necessarily want to always go up to somebody and say, you know, hey, how's it going? But that's part of my job is going on a lot, talking to customers, creating that conversation um, and getting them to like me too right away because a lot of conversations, I forget what it is, whether it's, I don't know if it's like the first 30 seconds or 45 seconds, somebody's already making a judgment call about you or what they think. So a lot of that is, you know, treating people with respect uh, no matter what their situation. Um, so that way, obviously, I can try and help them out the best I can. I mean, uh, so first of all, to address that, you basically got to make a first impression. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that goes into it. I kind of forget. I've <laughs> kind of lost where so I was going with that. My, but... So the original question was like, how do you think you got your social skills at? Gotcha. Um, Since you are a social guy, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just, I don't know. I've always, like, I always like to mess with people, kind of joke around. I don't take things too per, super serious. I like, I take pride in, you know, kind of being the light of the room if I can because I like watching people laugh. It's something I enjoy. It brings you joy to yourself as well, right? Yeah, because, I mean, I kind of entertain myself a lot of times, especially, like, just in general. Like, people at work will be like, you really, you generally enjoy, like, like whatever you're doing or just laughing. I'm like... I'm just having, trying to have a good time, honestly. Right. Like, obviously, I don't. It's exhausting trying to like being in a bad mood. But you make so it. I just a, like to be social. You try to make the best of every situation, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, you know, there's things you have to do regardless of whatever the situation. There's going to be things you don't want to do, but if you know you have to do it, why do it in bad, like in a negative attitude? Right. Why not do it in a positive attitude, to where you're like wow, this actually, wow, I actually learned something from this right. situation, and I, I didn't originally didn't even want to do it, but it's all about how you look at things. Yeah, and when you act in a positive way, dude, it really creates a positive chain reaction. Yeah, absolutely, for sure, because when you're, when you're smiling and you're in a good mood, um, even if somebody else isn't, usually after you talk to them, at least you can find some common ground or get them to be like, yeah, actually, you know what, yeah, it's not that bad. Versus being in a bad attitude, talking to someone, and then you're then neither of you are really going to gain anything because you're both just kind of upset you know, or down. Pessimistic mindset, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, back to the right way, the start right way, right? How was that interview process? Was it hard? You know, because you know, you you said you met the guy through the dam, right? It was all through connections, pretty much. Yeah. So that's exactly. So it's like people say, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. But yeah, so yeah, he, um, like I said, he's the regional assistant. He's the one that got me the interview. What's his name again, sorry? His name is Zach. And he's, uh, like I said, he was, used to run around with my older brother, Tad. So I, like as I was younger, I knew him and stuff like that. Like just mutually pretty much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'd, we'd hung out like prior to me working there. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I said, he got me the position there. I mean, he basically just said, you know, go in there, interview with the guys. You know, if they like you, then they'll give you a chance. So, yeah, I was just going in there, you know, wanting an opportunity because, like I had said, when I was going to college, I didn't really know what direction I wanted to do. So that's why I was just kind of, like, going through the motions, not really putting much into it. You were kind of getting worried, it seems like. Not necessarily. Well, I mean, obviously, there's always those thoughts. Like, you see people around you that are like, yeah, this is what I've always wanted to do. You know, I've always wanted to be a nurse or I've always (laughs) wanted to teach kids or whatever the situation is and you're like yeah what about you oh well uh, i'm not really sure what i want to do right. you know <laughs> so it was it was honestly relieving finally getting in somewhere and then being like oh getting to a point where i'm getting good at it and then people recognizing that it's it's a relieving feeling but like i said you don't want to be content because then you're going to level out and then somebody else is going to pass you and then you're like oh shit mm-hmm. i'm 
I should be better than that guy, but right. because I got content, now he's better than me. So right. that's a competition. lot of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so like, were you like uh, nervous with this interview? And like, how many interviews did it take for you to like to where you got the job? So there, there isn't like a long hiring process, or at least there wasn't for me. Like I said, I I knew somebody in the company, so that obviously that helped um, versus, you know, them not knowing like me. Like being a cold and, candidate. Yep, exactly. Not really knowing anything about my background, but as soon as I knew, said his name, you know, people respected him, so right. then they respected the fact that he had referred me. That's crazy how it works out, huh? It, it really is. It really is. And I'm glad it fell the way it did. Obviously, you know, everything happens for a reason. So, obviously, I'm in the place where I'm supposed to be as of right now, you know, whether that's where I'm going to be in 15, 20 years, I have no idea, but just going to keep trying to get as much opportunity out of it as I can and moving forward. Mm-hmm. And then when you got the position at Right Wave, like, how was, like, was it just co- commission pay only or, like, was there a salary pay added? So when you first start, so it's kind of like, it's really like a trial and error. So most car sales are commission. In this position, it was, it is commission. Um, You can also do, there's a different pay plan where it's like you're guaranteed a salary, but you're expected to sell enough to cover that. So let's just say like if you got paid a thousand bucks every week, you have to make at least a thousand dollars worth of sales. So it's a little different for cars. To keep that check, right? Yeah. So if they're paying you a thousand bucks, you're expected to make that much. If you don't, eventually either, you know... Either I don't know if the, you have to pay it back or if they just let you go or they try and figure out where you're struggling and try and help you out. Um, but right now I'm I'm strictly commissioned. So I've been commissioned since when I started. I got, I'm not sure if I did, did like two or three months of um, like guaranteed pay kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, watch, while you're learning and trying to catch your, you know, catch your balance and stuff like that. But yeah, so it's it's commissioned for sales, obviously management and all that stuff's right. a little bit different, but I never really knew how that worked, so that's why I asked. Yep. So obviously you want to help as many people as you can, um, so that way you can continue to help as many people as you can, so that way you can survive. Right. I mean, with when things are like commission only, you know, it drives that employee to like really work really really hard compared to where if they were being paid salary added. Right. I mean, yeah, if you're hourly, obviously it doesn't matter what you do because you're guaranteed money, which I, I mean, I've had people ask me, they're like, doesn't that scare you? Like you're, you're not scared like one week or what if you don't sell anything or what if you don't get a paycheck? And, um, honestly I've been truly blessed cause I haven't really been in a bad situation where I haven't pushed out some, um, units or whatever, or helped out somebody. Um, so I've been in a, a pretty good spot. I mean, we're bi-weekly, so pretty much it gives you, you give yourself like two weeks to sell a car, you know, because you have to get them funded and finalized and stuff like that. It's a process. Lender. So yeah, as long as you're, you do something within two weeks, you should be good. Right. So it's not too bad. And then speaking about like, you know, that was, thank you for answering that. And then what's your schedule like and how many hours do you put in despite being commission only? Yeah. So when I first started, um, I was so you, you're given a day off, right? So it's Monday through Saturday. Sunday is obviously off. So you can you get like a day off throughout the week. So when I first had started, they had given me Friday just because there's other guys there that had their days off, you know, kids or whatever they have to do on their day off. So I took Fridays. And then here in the last, um, I don't know, year, year and a half or so, I, I've actually been working six days a week. So I just kind of took that day off. Um, been trying to really just do as much as I can, try and be the big, the best leader I can. Um, so that way I can help as many people as I can really. Um, so yeah, Monday through Saturday, you know, are 10 hour days. So obviously it's in Elkhart, you know, so I'm driving an hour from Warsaw, you know, to and from, which is really not that big a deal. I mean, the drive's really easy, but as far as hours, I mean, 10 hour days, five days a week, 50, and then you know, you're 10 to 3 on Saturday, which your Friday and Saturdays are usually your busier days. So, you know, leaving on time is not always expected. Um, right, because uh, people with the weekends have more time to look Yeah, for sure. Um, that's a lot of it is people are off work, you know, and Elkhart 
you know, it's the RV capital of the world, which is crazy. And then Warsaw, it's the orthopedic capital it's of the crazy, world. crazy, huh? It, yeah, it really is. And there's actually a store here in Warsaw now. So hopefully that one should be kicking off. I mean, it's been, that store has been thriving. But yeah, it's a great area, um, great income. Yeah, so anyways, great place to be. Heck yeah. And then Trevor, um, so how long have you been there, uh, right way? Like, um, right, yeah, so I started in 2020 of October towards like the end of October so and already almost three. I know dude it's crazy oh my god it's crazy um because yeah uh coming up yeah so this new this year in October this will be my three years which yeah this company has been awesome because when I first started I was kind of in that that situation where I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do but this it's helped me like you know show up on time and you know stay late and it's just it's a great company and you see all the good things that are um, happening within the company they do really cool events um, there's this eagles club you know like top 15 sales um, they do events there's two they do two they do a year so the first half of the year and the second half of the year if you're in the top 15 you get to go to an event so either like a couple weeks ago we went to top golf for that so that was cool just like but, a reward for those top 15 yep in sales and then like some of the managers get to go but it's that's a really cool event because you get to meet like the higher ups in the company and stuff like that which, like I said, they're based out of it's Saginaw, Michigan, so it's it's kind of deep up there. So I don't always get to, you know, see those faces, and they don't really get to see mine. So it's cool just meeting new people, right? Making more yeah. connections. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you meet them and they're really cool, and then you're like, oh, okay, cool. So like, I'm actually working for like some cool guys. Like they're not just like, you know, dicks or whatever. You know, they're actually human beings too. And then do you guys bounce off ideas from each other when you guys are making those conversations at the event? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's just, you know, like, how's things going? Like, how's your month going? You know, it's it's crazy because when I first started, they they told me, they were like, this is like, you live 30 days at a time or 31 days at a time, and it's insane because your, your goal is on day one, you want to sell or you want to help, I mean, as many people as you can because in 30 days, that's your, that's your month, you know, how many units you pushed out, whether it's five, 10, 15, 20. So they can make a report of it, right? Pretty much. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, it's just crazy how time flies with that just yeah. because, um, how your how, what your mind, what your focus is on. Cause you're so dialed in, huh? Yeah. I mean, you really have to be because like I said, you could miss a day and there could be 10 people come to the showroom that day and you missed out on like potential uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. clients. Okay, everybody that walks in the door is potentially your paycheck, right? So right. you want to be there as many days as you can, many selling days as you can. That's why, like I said, I try not to take a day off. Right. Man, that is a grind. And then, dude, it just seems like, you know what they say, you know you're having fun when time flies like that, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, I'm coming up on three years already and it, it doesn't feel like it, but it's... um. It's awesome, and yeah, I definitely want to continue to grind for them uh, as long as I can. So, Trevor, I see you post like every other day, if not every day, on social media of you making the sales, right, nowadays. <laughs> but I bet that took a lot of hard work and challenges to get the clientele you have today, right? So, can you please explain to us, like, going up about the process of selling a car from beginning to end? Yeah, so, uh, like, as far as clientele and stuff like that, recently now, so I'm starting to, like, see those B-backs, you know, when I first had started and sold some people because usually you know like i said we help reestablish and establish credit so i didn't really go over that that's like our main thing so when i was first starting i was you know helping those people get reestablished you know the goal is you know refinancing a year and a half two years trade in so now i'm coming up on those two years year and a half of those prior customers i had so you know i'm trying to call get some of those back in the door so i can get some return customers um, a lot of it is grabbing ups, which an up is basically just a fresh customer driving through the lot, running out there and talking to them. You know, you get the internet leads and all that stuff. So a lot of that, that's how kind of you get your customer base. Um, it's a little bit different than new cars because new cars, you have the, you have your leases um, and you're guaranteed to get the customer back, you know, in two years because your lease is up, right? So no matter what, you got to talk to them in two years. Um, so that's a little different there on the lease or like on the new car side. But yeah, like going through the process, you know, from beginning to end. Um, so, you know, you talk to the customer. Like I said, that first 30 seconds, 45 seconds, you know, you want to get them to like you. But obviously through the whole process, you want to continue to be, you know, treat them respectful, get them to like you, um, and also understand what you're saying. So, you know, you do your, your credit application, you get information from them, do that quick process. 
um, print out the paperwork, go over the information, make sure everything's correct. Uh, you take it over to your manager. They do the financing from there. So they're submitted to lenders, you know, seeing what kind of interest rates we can get, if we can get the, you know, low interest rates or what kind of program we can get you qualified for, or what your job time is, or what if you have an ID or if you have a driver's license. You know, there's a lot of it that goes into it that people don't really realize because, Trust me, if you walked in the door and I could get every single person approved, I would get every single person approved. Why would I not? Right. But it's the banks, right? So they're the ones with the programs or the one lending the money. So we have to, you know, try and do the best we can, you know, to, you know, talk to the customer. And, hey, do you have somebody that can sign with you that can help you, you know, get your credit established? Do you have more money co-sign. to put down? Yeah, like a co-signer, basically. Um, do you have a trade you could use? You know, all this information goes into the process um, and then you know once the lenders you know tell us you know whatever amount it is they're um, able to get you um, we always show you the nicest vehicle we can you know get into that program Wait, and then you learn all this information within that same day pretty much yeah so this I mean yeah you're you're doing all this information same day so obviously we want to do things as quickly as possible because we take we take pride in being able to get it done quickly. Obviously, you can't always do it quickly because there's difficult situations that you can't always just snap your fingers and have an approval. Sometimes you got to kind of mess with it and see what you can do. And like I said, I'm not on the finance side yet, but just from, you know, watching and learning, you know, you kind of pick up on things. But yeah, that's part of that. And then, like I said, getting them, you just want to show them the nice thing they can get into. And then, you know, they based, test on their, drive. based on their interests as well, too. Yeah. And well, that's what's yes. So, I mean, yeah. So obviously, if somebody is wanting an SUV or they're wanting something particular, if we can get them approved on that vehicle and the numbers and all that and make everything perfect, you know, that's ideal because that's the easiest way. If you can give them what they want at the price they want, yeah, that's that's gold. But that's not necessarily always the case. So a lot of it is, you know, explaining the situation they're in, explaining why, you know, certain things are what they are. Like, why is it? you know, why is your interest rate this or why does it cost this, you know, because obviously all the vehicles are, the prices are based on the market. We don't control the market because, right. you know, we have to buy vehicles based on the market price too because yeah. that's what they're valued at. So it's a lot of it is explaining, you know, why they're in that situation, why either if they want something and we can't get them into that, why they can't, but, you know, show them the ropes on how to get there. So like, let's just say you want something, you want like a charger or you want, a truck or you know whatever um you know if you don't have any creds established or if you're not having any money down or if you have short job time or whatever the situation may be like explain like all right you need like you can't get into a truck now but you need to date a different vehicle for a little bit and then establish some credit and then we can trade you out of that and we'll get you into a truck but there's like a solution to everything but it may take time right yeah so it's that's yeah that and that that can um, be the difference between some salespeople and others is, you know, if you're not explaining to them why it is or what the situation is, and then you're just saying you can't have that, but this is what you can have, there's a little bit of... Like a mis- like, miscommunication. Yeah. Seems like. I was going to ask you that. It just seems like that seems like a complicated process, right? And it just seems like if you don't explain it mm-hmm. the most and clear way to that customer, then they're going to be like, what the heck? Like, you know, they're going to get yeah. mad. So how do you personally handle stuff like that you know because it's just it seems like when you're making sales it's not gonna be all funds and games you're gonna go through challenges right. you're gonna go through like customers because you know people are people you know they, they may not have the best patience right and a lot of times when people are coming to us is they've been to other dealerships right so they've been trying and you know they're frustrated like i said so you have to come to them with a smile and say look i'm not sure you know what other places you've been to but just so you know i'm not gonna waste your time and i don't want you to waste my time but I'm going to explain to you what's going on with your situation and how we can help, help you. you with your situation. So, and, and usually when you tell that to people, they're like, okay, you know, this dude doesn't seem like he's going to be shady, which... Because you're and telling them the truth. Right. And that's what a lot of people think, you know, like, oh, you're a salesman, you're a scumbag, like, whatever. And I'm yeah. like, dude, whatever, but... <laughs> Because, <laughs> I mean, dude, that's what, that's what a lot of people it, think. It just, just like, like uh, people have a bad rap, right? We get a bad rap, But man. I want you on this podcast to explain, hey, you know, yeah. there are some good salespeople out there. And, yeah, and that's why I try and explain to people, like, look, I'm not here to lie to you. If I'm lying to you, I'm not helping you, and I'm going to be here. I'm telling you, I'm here six a day a week. You're not going to be able to miss me. I'll be here. So if you have some issues or if I if you come to find out I lied, like, 
I'm, I'm just creating more issues for myself, for everybody else, and then I'm putting a bad name on the company, right? So we're called right way, you know. We do things the right way for a reason. We're called, you know, it's they funny. name it that for the right way. Like, there's a reason behind it. So, and that's, like I said, that's a lot of the reason why I'm still at this company, too, is because they have good goals, they have good morals, like, they want to do things the right way. And when you explain that to people, they're like, okay, cool, like, like this dude seems like he wants to help me versus – oh, this guy literally is just trying to push me into this car. He doesn't really care about what's going on. He's not asking me about right. what it is that I'm looking for, or if I have kids you're or not, whatever. Like, you basically need to address their concerns. Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, address their concerns. You know, what is it that you're looking for? Do you have kids? Like, do you have dogs? Like, are you hauling people? Are you trying to pull a trailer? Do you have a bass boat? Because everyone, everyone has different situations or scenarios, yeah. right? Yeah, it's crazy. Or you're pulling trailers or... Yeah, it's not as easy what people think it is. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, and that's what, uh, yeah. Because when you're first starting into it, like, it's just crazy because there's a lot that goes into the process, and you don't realize how much is going into it. It's crazy. But once you get it dialed in, dude, I love it. Like, honestly, like, I love talking about it. Like, I love explaining to customers, and when they, like, when I'm passionate about it, it makes them be like, okay, this dude cares. Like, he's not just... You know what I'm saying? Like we said earlier, it, it creates a positive chain reaction, right? Yeah, for so, sure. So, Trevor, what happens? Like, once you explain their concerns, right, or mm-hmm. or if the per- if the customer, right, has, like, you know, their financial stuff settled, right, what happens after that? So, yeah, we go over the numbers. Uh, it's called a four square. So, you know, what you're down, or I'm sorry, what the vehicle is, if you're trading something in, how much money you have down, what the payment's going to be, you know, if it has a warranty, if it has gap, um, stuff like that. Um, and then from there, you know, if everything's agreeable, you know, they start to finalize all the paperwork. We do all the signing. You have to get insurance, obviously, before you leave the lot. Is there no negotiation involved at right way, or is it just that final price of what it says on the car? I mean, yeah, so it really just depends. So where we work, we actually don't have the prices listed just due to the fact that the market's changing so quickly. Um, it's just That's just how our company does things. I know it can be a pain in the ass that way because... If you're certain, if you're shopping around a certain budget and you don't really know, right. then it makes it hard, which I understand. But um, you mean you can always call in or like the website, you can always you know grab the stock number and we can look it up from there. But as far as like the ending process, yeah, doing all that and then paperwork signing, we always do the. So obviously you see I had to share on Facebook. Um, we always take a picture with the customer in front of the vehicle. Um, obviously it helps with promoting, um, not only me, but obviously right the business. Way. Yeah. Cause they say, you know, as a salesperson, you're kind of your own walking business is what they say. Mm-hmm. Cause if you can bring your own clientele back, you know, then you just continue to build on that and then, you know, you're set. And it just seems like a uh, word of mouth gets taking place, right? Yeah, and for shows, sure. And then there's some shares on Facebook, right? Yeah. Shares Can't on Facebook, likes, comments, you know, people see you're their friends getting pictures on there. So they're like, Oh, it's. You know, I want, I want, I want to be in a picture on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so then people come in and they're like, "Yeah, I saw so and so on there." The power so. of social media, huh? dude. I'm telling you, social media is it's uh it's a game changer. But it's yeah, I've been trying to post other stuff besides just pictures of customers I help because you know, obviously, I want to I want people to be informed about what it is that I do because like like I was just saying like. There's a lot that goes in the process, and a lot of people don't realize, like, or they'll just be negative. They'll be like, they're just they're just thinking they can't get approved because of this or because of that, or they had a repossession, or they had a bankruptcy, or they got divorced, or whatever it is. But, you know, we can help with all those situations, and we have banks that's willing to help people like that as well. It just requires communication. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a lot of it. So, yeah, social media, obviously, if I can use that to my advantage, I want to, uh-huh. to get uh, get the word out there. So, Trevor, based on my sales classes I learned back at Purdue, right, mm-hmm. I heard, like, you know, I learned that once you make a sale, right, the follow-up process is just as important as making the sale. So, can you, like, talk yeah. about your experiences with that, just, you know, following up with the customer once you make the sale? Because it's not like you want, like you said, you want to be a good salesperson and make sure you care about them after the sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, after the sale, um, like I said, the way we do things versus, like, a new dealership, is it's going to be different. So, this process... I mean, it's it, but this process is probably gonna be similar to like other places. But I mean, yeah, after the sale, obviously you want to reach out to them, uh, make sure everything's going good. If they have any questions, um, and at the end, you know, when they get their paperwork, I always put my business card on there and say, hey, if there's anything you're not sure about, please give me a call. Like I said, I'm always here. 
Uh, if you have any issues or whatever it is, just give me a call and I'll be here. Has that happened before? People just reach out to you, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's there were where um, whether it's like a warranty thing, like hey, my check engine light came on, like what am I supposed to go for here? So I can recommend them like service shops that we work with, or we actually have a service shop that's at our shop at Elkhart, which is makes things pretty convenient. Um, so I can just be like, yeah, get something scheduled, you know, this is your warranty number, blah, 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 um, call them, figure it out or whatever. And then if they have any issues or if they have any problems with that, they can give me a call back or I'll just tell them to come into the store and I can help them do that. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of different things that you do as being a salesperson. It's not just selling cars, you know, like sometimes you got to help, um, other situations or like you said, after the sale, you want to do that follow up with them, make sure everything's cool. Um, in six months, you want to follow up. In 12 months, you want to follow up. You just really want to, months. It just seems like you want to go to that extra mile for you to stand out to other salesmen. Or yeah. salespeople, my bad. Excuse well, me. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, it's a competition. I mean, you're not just. it's not just like we're all standing in line next to the door and it's like, all right, dude, your turn to go. No, no it's first, first come, first comes. Yeah, you want to be out on a lot. But it's healthy competition though, right? It is. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like, you know, there's, there's no negativity about it. Right. Um, obviously I'm very competitive, so I want to be the best. Um, it's not, not necessarily always the truth, you know, cause obviously, like you said, I got second, a couple of those things. Um, and then for the year I was, I ended up being fifth, which is in the grand scheme of things, five out of 53 stores for salespeople is pretty good. But obviously I wanted to be in the top three, but you know, obviously this year, hopefully I can get to the right. top three or top two, or even if I can be number one. And luckily I have really, really good managers that I work with, and they have a lot of experience. So I don't know if you know Bryce Kelly. He's actually a Valley alum, too. He played basketball, like, around 06, 07, when they were pretty good and won sectionals and stuff like that and played football. But he's uh, my assistant now, and then my GM, who's getting ready to go to that Kentucky store, like I said, that's getting ready to open up. They've been in the business for, like, 10-plus years or somewhere around that lines. I'm not really sure. I mean, yeah, you know, but – yeah, they know what they're doing, so they help maximize, and they are very good at keeping me, keep my head level, you know, because sometimes you can get frustrated when, you know, a customer isn't saying something that you want to hear, or maybe they just didn't understand, so instead of getting frustrated, they're just like, you know, hang on, like, let's see right. what the problem is, you know. That's cool. So that helps for sure. Yeah, even though it just seems like, you know, you and your coworkers are competitive, you guys actually help one another just to, you know, be there. For, yeah. You know, when when things are when things are not going your way, you have to rely and rant to them rather than rant it on the customers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is that right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, there's definitely like you know, you're de- like you can you know, either talk to another sales guy and be like, man, this is frustrating, you know, and he's like, yeah, I get Just it. Just let it out on your chest. But you can be like, hey, maybe try this or like or vice versa. If another sales guy's having an issue, like, and I'd be like, yeah, that sucks. But I could also be like. Well, I've had that similar situation, and this is what I tried, so I don't know if you can either try that or if you want to try a different approach or whether it's needing another sales guy to come in and talk to your customer during the closing or during the numbers just to get a second face. Sometimes just having that second person to talk to a customer. Like a second opinion or a new perspective. Or just saying the same thing the sales guy was saying, just reconfirming that, hey, we're here to help you. We want to get you established. I I know you want this, but this is going to be the best thing to to get you established so that way you can get what it is that you want. Because you guys do it the right way. Hey, there it is. <laughs> no. so, so, Trevor, okay, I want to, like we said, you know, it took a while to get the clientele you have right now, right? right. It wasn't just, yeah, it wasn't, yep, day one, I get, I got all these clients. Right. So just tell me, talk, tell us, like, what were some of the mistakes you, you first made or you first struggled with to where you got it mastered now? Not mastered, but, you know, you got it good. So, I mean, a lot of it is, you know, trial and error. So, I mean, that's kind of how they do it. They're, like when you first start, they tell you what to say, but you don't know why you're saying it. And then eventually you're like, okay, that makes sense. Or you'll say something to somebody and you're like, man, that was really stupid. Why would I even say that? And then next time you're like, hey, I'm going to avoid going this direction, but I, this kind of worked for me, so I'm going to kind of do this again. So, and then kind of eventually you're like, you kind of see – you. You just, you know, different, everyone's different, right? So whether you're talking to someone that's like your grandma or whether you're talking to somebody that's kind of like your coach or whether you're talking to somebody that's your age and you guys can kind of talk about sports or whatever it is, you know, you're going to approach everyone different. Like you have to have a chameleon personality. Almost, yeah, kind of. So that's a lot of it, but yeah, I mean, 
It just seems like it's not like the Wolf of Wall Street where, you know, you have a, <laughs> like a sales script, right? Yeah, which that's that's why you brought that up. And we kind of talked about this before we jumped on here. But uh, when I first started, I, you know, when you're just thinking about like Wolf of Wall Street and sales and commission, dude, when I started, I was like, there's just gonna be drugs everywhere. It's gonna be crazy. People are gonna be wild. Complete opposite. I mean, yeah, it's very professional. None of that, none of that's going on, obviously. But it was just funny that you said that because I was like, in my head, I was like, I wonder what this is gonna be like. But <laughs> yeah, it ended up being. It's a good thing it's not that way because right. that would be bad. You know, like 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 I said, I've learned a lot and kind of grew up a little bit right. while working for the company. That's so awesome. it's uh, definitely pushed me in the right direction. Yeah, like you know, it's funny how you can confirm. Hey, that was a myth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just so you know. Yeah. In Elkhart at Right Way Automotive, there is no drug use. All right, yeah, strictly yeah. business. Yeah. Uh, you heard that, kids. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like uh, I know you. So what's your favorite part about this whole about your job? Just being a salesperson, selling cars to customers. What's the best part about this? Ooh, the best part, honestly, there's nothing more satisfying than. When you can help somebody out and they're happy and then you're happy and everything, they just, that that's a good feeling because like internally, like I, I can smile because I'm like, like this person generally needed help and like we were able to make it work. And so, yeah, there's definitely times where I'm behind my manager and I'm like, hey, man, I was like, I don't know what you got to do, but this person really needs a vehicle. So if you can call a bank and tell them what's going on, you know, hopefully we can help them out. But, you know, obviously you can't control everything, you know, you can't control whether the bank is going to say yes, um, what their programs are, but yeah, obviously you want to help as many people as you can, but that's something that like is really fun. And like also a lot of it is like, yeah, we're there 10 hours a day, but like, you know, you're hanging out with cool dudes. You're like, you're and obviously we have a saleswoman too. So dudes and women, sorry. But, um, yeah, I mean like when there's not customers there, you know, you're doing your calls or, you know, you're just talking or kind of, trying to better a process you know obviously there's paperwork you have to do too which i don't hate it but it was that that was probably one of the things i didn't like when i started like was, you're dreading it yeah literally because it took me so long to figure it out like i literally uh because there's like 50 pages you sign right so a lot of the new car dealerships it's like tablets and blah blah, blah whatever so here it's you know paperwork still so which is fine like kind of old school type of style yeah yeah which is fine um they're starting to slowly move towards that paperless but whatever but yeah that was something that just took forever for me to learn because there's like i said there's 50 different pages and if someone says an errors and emissions or a warranty or a contract or purchase agreement or down payment or whatever it is credit application all that stuff i'm like oh my god because like when you think about it you want to picture what that that is or at least for me and yeah, that took me that took me a while to learn. But once I learned it, now I'm like, okay, I don't mind doing paperwork. I actually enjoy it because you know that's part of your process. It's part of how you get paid. It's part of what needs to be done. Gotta so pay you your dues, paid. right? Yes, sir. That's right. But yeah, that's that's a lot of it. That's fun. But like I said, sometimes when you like, you can you know we can grill and stuff like that at lunch if it's nice out, or sometimes throw a football around the lot because. You know, obviously, you're waiting on customers to uh, come through, so yeah. you can do fun stuff during work. But obviously, you the main goal is to make money, right? So. But at least you know it seems like you make the best of the opportunity, like we said earlier, right? Yeah. And then, like, talk about you know, you know how you said it took a while to you to learn really all the paperwork and all, all that process. Mm-hmm. It just seems like uh, learning curves make you really who you are today. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but obviously. Learning all that, I still need to be humble too. So that's something that I've been trying to work into my process is not being like a no at all, but you know, understanding like, and trying to help your, other people. Keep, don't have a big ego, and that like, yeah. kind of led me to my next question. Like, without with you making you know more sales compared to when you started to now, how right. do you stay humble, man? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of it is just you know doing things around a lot, you know, picking up trash or moving the vehicles around, you know, helping your lot stay clean, not being afraid to, you know, help somebody out. Um, even if you're not going to get any, any of that, you know, just being a leader. But I mean, I'm still, that's, that's not something I have figured out to be honest, because obviously, you know, the better you do, the more people that are going to say, Hey, you know, good job. But you also need to stay humble to where you don't get that ego and you don't act, start acting like, you know it all and stuff like that because once you start becoming that that person that ego driven person like 
people see that they don't not like for me personally i don't i don't necessarily want to hang out with somebody like that you know i don't want to i don't want someone that needs to be you know boosted all the time like no way all yeah and just you know so i just i try to think about that and trying to be conscious of that so that way i can you know stay clear of it but you know obviously it you know you you constantly have thoughts come in your head so you just need to kind of push some things away and be like no you need to continue and you know to learn and stuff like that so that's a lot of it is just trying to become better versus getting content and, you know, boosting that ego. Heck yeah, I like that. So, Trevor, uh, what's, like, I know you said something, like, I know we talked about, like, the paperwork being a pain in the butt first, but what's, like, you know, the least favorite part about the job besides the paperwork? Least favorite part, um, you know, probably telling people no, you know, because, <laughs> like I said, there's, there's always somebody that's going to need a car, but not everyone can get one. Like I said, obviously, if I get everybody approved and we could get everyone a car, you know, it's roses and sunshine. We can all high five and you know, do cartwheels in the showroom. But it's not it's not necessarily like that all the time. So obviously, telling people no when you know they they really needed a vehicle or they need transportation, you know, to get to point A to point B, um, that's a lot of it that sucks. But I mean, other than that, you know, obviously, like I said, you gotta you gotta do your calls or. You know, clean the lot, keep that stuff clean, but a lot of that's just all part of the process. But you know, when you have to tell someone no and they, you know, they don't have really any other options, that does suck. Yeah. Because you know, like I said, you get to know these people for a little bit, whether it's 20, 30, 40, sometimes an hour, um, trying to get them approved and you can't. But on the other end of that is, if you cannot get them approved, you can at least, I always try to give them the best information to get them approved. Like, hey, um, with your situation right now, we cannot get you into what you're trying to do, but if you have this, or if you are on your job for a little bit longer, or if you can, you know, wait a certain amount of times, we can get you into this. Yeah. So a lot of it is, you know, yeah, that's, that's really the only thing that I don't like. I mean, really, it's just telling people, no, there's not a lot of it that I'm like, like, I don't wake up in the morning. I'm like, damn, dude, I got to drive to work. I'm like, all right, dude, let's fucking do this. I got an, I got an hour drive to work. Like, get myself ready to go um so yeah i don't really there's nothing where i'm just like damn that sucks like i hate my freaking job so much right yeah and you know <laughs> it's nice being in a position like that because i've been in jobs where i'm like dude this this literally sucks so bad like i literally don't want to go because it sucks that bad yeah but a lot of it is just changing your mindset too or trying to get opportunities where you're like hey i actually like this yeah this can lead to something bigger right and that kind of leads me to my next question right so um with you being you know more successful right what's your goals for this year right and what's your goal in the long run i know you spoke about this a little bit earlier but can you go more into um yeah so goals and stuff like that so obviously i have like my work goals you know i want to hit a certain amount or sell a certain amount or you know like i said i wanted to be top three last year and I got ended up being top five which like I said that sucks because I really wanted to be top three it was something that I had um was striving for and I had, I was on pace for it I, you know I was in the middle of the year last year I was number two and I'm like man this is sweet but back to that ego thing yeah. I might I might have let it get I might have let it get to my head and was like dude you're good like you're killing well, you, it you instead learned of being, it, right? yeah instead of being like no, you're second. You should probably pick it up a little bit because everyone else is looking at you being like, I want to be up there too. Yeah. So you always got somebody that's trying to grab you at your ankles, you know, ankle biters. You got to watch them. But so, yeah, I mean, goals for like that is just like trying to be top three. Obviously, if I could be number one, that would be sweet. Uh, is I there some... a benefit to it or is there, do you win like a reward or a bonus for that stuff? Um, so, yeah, actually top three, they get to go to a Cancun trip, which they're getting ready to go on here in March, which... It could have been beat you, but... Dude, you, you it, know. It, it crushes me. But like I said... I'm going to try and that's that's my goal this year is trying to do that other than that though I mean besides the trip I mean obviously you get bonuses you know it, a lot of it is just being number one and knowing you're number one like, like bragging rights I mean yeah and just know like imagine knowing you're the best out of every single store like I said we have good managers so it helps so I'm surrounded by people that are going to help me out but yeah. that's one of my goals um I've got some health goals that I've been trying to do so I've been working out since like November December pretty consistently um, How does that feel? How's that benefited you? Honestly, it feels great. Like getting on a regimen, um, I've been prepping my meals. So when I'm at work, I actually have alarm set, and everyone makes fun of me because I got like six or seven alarm set. Um, so that way I can stay consistently on the schedule of, hey, you need to go eat some calories. So that way I'm trying to burn, just trying to lose a little, lose a little fat. You know how it is. Right. Trying to stay clean. You know, not drink and stuff like that. So that way I can, you know be as pure as I can and compared to when you were like 21 years old right dude yeah like when I first started working like 
even even before I started lifting recently, like, dude, I was eating like one meal a day, like, because when you're busy, dude, you you're not thinking about that. You're thinking of, you're like, you know, your stomach's hungry, but you also have a customer in front of you, so that, like, that's not your main concern right there. Like, taking care of the customer is your first concern. Right. Um. So that's a that's another one is just continue to meal prep stuff like that. Um. Go to the gym. Uh, obviously, I have like my religion goals. You know, I've been slacking. It's it's uh it's hard to make time for everything. Like obviously, you know, prayer is a big thing. I haven't really I've been trying to put that into my life. Um, cause obviously, you know, I, this isn't all because of me, obviously it's, it's the man above, you know, he's the one that right. allows you to make things happen. So obviously being thankful, um, that kind of helps with your pretty, ego. Pretty and, much, uh, not taking stuff for granted. Yeah. A lot of it is that and not guarantee that you're going to be here next year or whatever, but so that's another one, you know, it's, it's just trying to fit all that together and obviously, you know, hanging out with family and stuff like that. But you know, it's not something I've been as as good as I could be or seem as much as I could be doing. It seems like you're being aware of, like, the little things. Like, you should really take importance. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so I'm definitely aware. Um, but being aware is one thing. And, you know, taking action and taking care of or going seeing or doing whatever is another thing. So that's something that I'm really trying to work on. Um, so those are, like, some main goals uh, for me right now. And then, obviously, you know, we were kind of talking about how, you know, the market and looking at a house and stuff like that. So that's... That was going to be something I was looking into last year. Um, obviously, interest rates are ridiculous, so that's going to be something that I'm going to try to get into is, you know, get a house, obviously, here hopefully this year or close to, by the end of the year. Hopefully, I'm in transition to, to doing that. So. Like you said, and that's a whole different process as well. <laughs> yes, it is. Similar process, but a lot more money that we're talking about. All right. And then... Uh, and goals as in like later in the future because you said something like later on you do want to like start your own business maybe right and not work for someone else so can you explain more on that um so yeah so i don't really have a necessarily a plan for that there's like there's something that i constantly am thinking about i'm thinking about like i really want to i really would like to start purchasing houses renting them out or something along those lines like pretty much getting into real estate yeah and I, i don't necessarily have a plan i don't have steps in place for like once I get this done, I'm, you know, doing right. that, but I would like to get my, I would like to get my own house going. Um, but I also don't want to just say like, keep saying like, Oh, I need to do this first or I need to do this first before I can do it because then I'm just pushing it off. But that's something that I would like to get into. So that way, like I said, Rightway is a great company. Um, I love working for him, but like I said, it's not something that I want to do the rest of my life. I don't, I love what I do, but I don't. Yeah. I don't want to work for somebody else forever. I'd like to eventually start my own thing because I. I think I have the drive and the willpower to do it, and yeah. um, just like podcasts, like you're doing here or anything else, you know, just because somebody else says that, that you can't do it doesn't mean you can't do it. So, and uh, honestly, people that don't think you can do things, in my opinion, I just think that that's kind of how they feel about their own life is. They're telling you no because they they're too scared to do. They're jealous or just they want to release yeah. that anger yeah. or frustration. Uh, what do you call it? Frustration. Yep. Yeah, or they failed in their life and they're like, oh, I can't do anything. Instead of just being like, you know what? Let me try. Uh, let me try doing it this way. Or maybe if I ask questions, you know, instead of just having that ego. And it just seems like the they make excuses or mm-hmm. they give up too easily, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of it. But like, and like not being afraid to ask somebody, like. You know, there's always somebody that's going to be better than you, or there's there's always someone that has been through you what you've been through. So, like, just in, like, cars, like, for instance, you know, I can ask, like, my managers, or I can ask other people, like, hey, I'm struggling in this, or I've had issues with this. And they're like, well, I had similar issues. This is what I tried, and it worked for me. So then just having that second opinion or right. having that person where you can ask them or go to. Because it seems like there's some people out there, they're just, they think they're too good to ask for help. Or maybe... Yeah. maybe uh, they're just scared in general. Yeah, it could be scared. It could be pride. You know, it could be a couple things. And I mean, or they might think it's weak by asking, but right, they, but it's really not common, man. Mm-hmm. It's actually it helps you for the better, like you just yeah. said. And then yeah. uh, you know, it's true what they say: closed mouths don't get fed, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Yep. And uh, don't shit where you eat. Is that what they say? Yeah. <laughs> Something so, like that. Yeah, Trevor. Seriously, I'm, like, proud of you for, like, what you've been doing. I really respected, like, what you've been doing. I like your grind. That's why I wanted you on here. Because, like you said, it seems like sales people, sell, car sales people get a bad rap. But really, sometimes, you know, there's a lot that goes behind the scenes. And you really do do it the right way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I appreciate that. Like I said, it was a pleasure being able to, uh, you know, come out here and, 
kind of explain how things go. I mean, obviously that's not everything that goes into it, but that's that's a lot of it. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. Like if you if you're if you do listen to this and you're thinking about car sales or you just have any questions, like please please reach out to me because I would love to give you more information because it's it's definitely something that's a lot of fun. It's not easy. It takes a lot of you know self motivation. You have to be willing to to work because put in the work, you know. Yeah, because you're gonna have those you're gonna have those slow months, you know, in December and when Christmas and November and stuff like that. But you just gotta still come with a positive attitude because you know eventually tax season's gonna be around the door, or you never know who's gonna come in the door next. So it's just you know keeping that positive mindset. Heck yeah, I love it. I love uh, what you had to say today, Trevor. So Trevor, um, is there anything else you want to say or ask? Um. I don't know if there's too much more that I think we covered majority of it as far as the right way goes. Um, I mean, what's what's uh, what's going on in your life? Just you know, like kind of like in your situation, just trying to get things figured out, but taking steps, asking for help, not being ashamed. Mm-hmm. Um, on the podcast grind, I'm going to Florida here soon. I mean, by the time this recording comes out, I'll be back from Florida. But you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, and hopefully then, you're tan and you had a good time. Yeah, thank you, Trevor. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then it's kind of like you uh, trying to find my own place, which is, like you said, it's a complicated process that involves more money, but, hey, I'm here to learn. Yeah, and, yeah, especially, like, just, like, for people that don't know what you want to do, like, just, you know, keep doing or try and find something that you like or that you're good at. Like, like, like Adrian was saying, like, I'm social or whatever. Like, I like to talk to people. It's fun. You know, I don't necessarily always like to, but it's part of it, you know. And if there's something that, or if you're in a spot where you don't know where you want to do, but there's certain things that you like, like try and find something around that area that you can do for a living and be passionate about it and make money. Obviously, unfortunately, you have to have money to survive. So yeah, as long as there's money, you know. I think life is all about trial and error, dude, honestly. Yeah, for sure. A lot of it is, but that's a lot of it. Whereas if if you can ask those questions and and not have to go through the trials and save yourself, you know, a little bit of time, definitely right. do that. But a good point, yeah. But for sure, going through the grind, you know, getting kicked down, failing, and then you know, moving forward is that else, you know, that's going to help build you and make you a better person as well and add some character. Heck yeah, Trevor. Well said. So Trevor, it's time for the cheesy question of the day. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> okay, Trevor. Today's cheesy question of the day is. What's the best beer? <laughs> is this a trick question? What's the best beer? I assume a free beer. Heck yeah. There you go. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, you know, Bud Light, Corona, but nope. <laughs> we, like, I learned from a Purdue. The best beer is free beer. Mm-hmm. We all know Corona is the best, so I don't have to answer that, thankfully. But we all know, hey. <laughs> but yeah, 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 but a free beer. How can you deny a free beer? Hey, that's what they say, man. It is tough. Heck yeah. And just, uh, Trevor, I just want to say thank you so much for doing this, man. Hey, well, I appreciate it. Like I said, it was a pleasure. This was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Hopefully in the future, uh, we got more to talk about. Yeah, man. You can be like, you know, the top, like a CEO, man. You never <laughs> know, man. Yeah, you never know. Hopefully. Yeah. So thanks for, guys, thanks for listening. Please leave a review and rating and share the podcast. would greatly appreciate that. And you can follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Facebook. See you guys. Later. Follow me on Trevor Neely, Facebook. Heck yeah.